time to this CETUS event, people get in touch with you and want you to speak like one-on-one -on -one with them. And I tend to be a little reluctant to that because the principles are the point, yeah? It's not an application to a specific situation. And first, basically a very broad take on what's going on and saying what's really the most influential aspect of what's going on is what's not known, you know, the underlying base. And sometimes when there's a one-on-one, -on -one, it makes that sense of me and you and stuff like that. Yeah. And so a lot of times I'd rather just have people come to the talk. What happens because the solution isn't personal. This, that's the studio. And the problem is about being a person. It's not person, it's not personal, it's about being a person. Because whatever problem you've ever been engaged with, someone else is the great thing of uh, in covering the you know, the uh, relief from alcoholism and addiction is that everybody has gone through what you think you've gone through. And the real heaviness of what we go through is it's the idea that it's you going through it and you shouldn't be going through it or some expectation. And that the question is always why, but you could just add another word, why not? You know? And some people got sick, some people don't get sick, some people say that. So, so the idea of if the personal is part of the real flavor of the problem, you don't want to address or direct the solution to that. You want to put the personalness into uh, review. Yeah? yeah. So this is the beautiful message of non-duality. It's just offering an, a way of looking at things that may not be uh, familiar or available or Never, it's never came up for certain people, but when they hear it, there's something that happens, and something clicks. And then from that point on, as a great master said in one of our pirate zoo meetings, maybe, Ramana, which is, you know, you are, your head is in the tiger's mouth. Yeah? So you've already gone. It's already too late to back out. The process has started. Yeah. And it's beautiful, really. So. The idea is really not about the problem, but the sense of the my of the problem. Who is it or what is it that has the problem? Yeah. Because if you see there's 30 problems and you've had trouble with all of them, probably the trouble is from the my problem, yeah, the ownership of the problem. Yeah. So the personalness would be each and every uh, problem, that feeling, and then what's looked at is the personalness as the cause or the addition to whatever problems are bringing about. Yeah. And once you start getting relief from here, you'll see you'll travel lighter through problems. And then, so the tree, the tree produces a fruit and you know the tree by the fruit. Yeah. So you get relief and you start falling, you get a little clue that you're onto something. And then Satsang can sort of feed that 
and your old your old life becomes like the drawing board, and you start recognizing stuff you used to look from. You start seeing it from somewhere else, not an altered state or a profoundness. Just basically, like here you are for a long, long time, and suddenly there's a stepping back. You didn't know you could step back, yeah? and you don't step back as the you. You step out of the you back from it, yeah. And now that which you used to start from, you start seeing in your head. Just like we see thoughts that we don't want to have. We see, we hear sounds we don't want to hear. We see shit that we don't want to see. A lot of the experience or the event of this place is involuntary. We don't have a choice. You could, you could swear, I'm not going to look see a bird today. But if you look out a window, you may see a bird. Today. Yeah, so this whole idea of uh, not putting so much attention on the problem of next week or this or that, but just seeing who is the subject, uh, this like shadow that's cast by the claiming of whatever is going on to imply it's happening to me or I'm doing it and stuff, yeah. And once you start seeing it from here, uh, really the gig, you know, <laughs> The gig's up, so to speak. Yeah, you start seeing it, and it's almost like you can't unsee it. Something rushes in and says, "Oh, I lost it," but you see that. So that which used to imply and verify things as you or from you, you see as bogus. That's all simple. And what happens is you'll find out. Who would want to ruin what it's going to be like? Because it's really revelatory, and it's and it's completely the, not the way you ever thought it could possibly be. It's a loss of interest, really. You lose interest, not so much in, in things, but you lose interest in the thing that's interested in things, yeah. You lose interest in the topic called Paul. And uh, man, your sight gets corrected, truly. You now see blue is blue and red is red, as they say in Zen, you know, it becomes very obvious and clear not through any effort or achievement, which demands maintenance after the achievement, but just as a natural condition, it's arising. And it's always been available before all the other arises. Yeah. The dilemma with the addiction to this idea of being Paul is the interest and attention is on the other arises. And so you're missing, it's like the fish swimming in water its whole life and missing the sense of water. Yeah. It sees everything else in the water and everything that's provided by the water, but it doesn't ever get the sense of the water. Well, this is what happens. You get the sense of the water. And then when you look at every fish, you see you as a fish, so to speak. You're no different than the other fish swimming around. And um, that loss of interest migrates. I don't think it's attention, really, because attention is always there. Yeah. It's what we attend to, but the attention is at attention all the time. It never, there's no relaxing of attention because it's not stressed. It's just awareness, you know, attention. Now, the interest that seems to direct the attention is now migrated from the obsession with this idea of being Paul and Paul's life and Paul's relationships and Paul's money and Paul's this and that to something, I don't know, find out, let's just say other than Paul. 
So there's a loss of interest in Paul. And there's plenty of interest. Paul keeps on cooking. Yes. <laughs> it just keeps on cooking. It's not like, because it has nothing really to do with you. It's a mental activity. Yeah. But now the inordinate amount of attention that was put on that has migrated. And now you see it sort of like if you've ever done a Zoom, there's these four, eight, 12, 20 people in the Zoom, but they're all in individual squares, but the individual squares are in a square, yeah? So the square is holding the other 20 squares. And then there's one square. So you can see the obsession would be self, the one square, and seeing every other square sort of as less than this one square, yeah? And then sort of waking up would be starting to see, hey, there's other squares, and then, the real clarity is when you see the square that's holding all the other squares. So now you've left the content and now you're picking up the context. And the context is, I feel what Jesus was talking about. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. We're of this context, yeah? We're not of the content. We're in the content, seemingly, we're appearing, but what we're really looking for comes from the of, yeah, we're not going to find it in another square because if you could, you could have found it in your own square. It's not like the, these individual squares aren't what we're really looking for. What we're looking for is what's looking, and that's the context. It's that space that's holding the 20 different squares that seem to think they're an individual square. Yeah, so this isn't like a kumbaya that I'm gonna see these people that look quite different with a different backdrop and shit like that. I don't think it works that way. You just see the overall context that's holding all the squares. So now the differences don't have to unite. They're united contextually. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think we're meant to see people just like we see ourselves. Or why would this be happening? But you can see you and other people in the context, yes. So I would say it's sort of a, it's like a panoramic scene instead of a myopic scene. And self-centeredness is, is the program that takes the scene and turns it into a myopic scene, yeah. So now you're just, everything that's happening is seen as how it pertains to you, yes. And so now you're living in a very, very tunnel-like effect. Now, having a sense of both these, myopic and panoramic, you see that the myopic, to be everything, cannot admit there's a panoramic. Yeah. But the panoramic quite clearly sees there's a myopic appearing, yeah, which is beautiful. So the myopic continues. There's no, you don't get a call to arms. I've got to stop what I'm actually not even doing. Because you're not going to stop what you're not doing. You don't have any control over the lever. When the mental processes become aware of through awareness of something, they act in a, a claiming mode to claim that to imply or reinforce the story of Paul. Yeah, that's all it does. But it does. It's not you. You are not doing it. It's not a volitional state. So when some people start feeling really, really free, their head gets confused when the head keeps going on because they think 
well, the head is me, and so if I'm free, the head should be free. The head is not you. It's sort of like you're on a distant planet with a whole suit, yeah? And the suit is interfacing with this new experience, yeah? And the suit is translating what's happening based on its programming, and then it lets you know certain stuff, yeah? But you are defined in a way by the suit, yeah? And so when you feel super great, the suit, suit doesn't in a way. The suit has its own little thing going on. And if you, if you, if you uh, link your little you know, wagon to that, you're gonna be thinking, well, I've got to stop judging. Well, just <laughs> try it. You can't stop judging. That's how the whole way the system works is by looking at this and comparing it to someone else. And then this, yes, oh, this or that, and then desire, hate, whatever. So, or uh, I'm not going to get resentful today. You're resentful in five minutes. It just doesn't work. What you see is you're not that. Yeah. So you're not that which sees things in a resentful way. Hallelujah. Yeah. I can come to live with that. Yeah. The burden of responsibility of all this shit I want to avoid, which causes me to look for some fucking immediate relief. And that's the dr driven or the drive of addiction. I don't want to know, you know, when you'd hear like statements, oh, you're the source of all light, you're the beauty of all beauty. And then you experience the day you had, you're going, wait a minute. In a self-centered modality, the only way you could think that or make sense of it is what did I do to fuck this thing up? And you know what? I don't want to know because I have no power over it. I'd rather just be ignorantly blissful because there is bliss in ignorance. Because the more responsibility I take on shit I have nothing to do with, the more fucking burden and shame it can be produced. With. Yes. So we don't want to know a lot about shit. Because it's just another burden because, oh, I'm doing that. I didn't know I was passing. It's all this shit that I'm doing. I, I feel bad enough. Yeah. But the great solution is finally, there can be a fearless recognition of what's going on because you're not recognizing you. You're recognizing something other than you. And I have, you know, we have a thing in uh, recovery in AA and stuff, you do an inventory on basic things, yeah. And every, a lot of people have a lot of trouble doing it, but they have no trouble taking a fearless and thorough inventory of someone else. They just sit there, just they can write it right up. But when they're asked to look at themselves, it's like, well, you know, months go by. It's just, why? Because there's something that doesn't want to be seen. Some activity that's going on that doesn't want to be seen and his power is based on our not knowing it, really. yeah. So we know through it, but we don't know it, yeah. And so this is a recognition of that little idea of the, the nominal subject or the noun or the thing that has all the attributes of spirit and all this. You've recognized uh, there's a there's a, a relinquishment, or actually, what it just dissipates of ownership. That's all. Yeah, and you start out maybe small. Like I, when these ideas first hit me, the one of the first uh, effects or way it, it was presented was, oh, these are alcoholic thoughts, 
and I saw alcoholics are quite shared, so there was some relief. Yeah. As soon as I saw the same thought that was feeling, making me feel incredibly claustrophobic as something other than my thought, it, there was some space, yeah, some possibility. Yeah. And so therefore that grew and then it spread it over all the thoughts. And I saw that thoughts are not mine. There's a thought that they are mine. Yeah. Come on in, bro. I think there's a seat right behind Tommy or something like that. Or the recycle, the recycle bin. Yeah, you gotta recycle your name, honor God. No. Not working now. Yeah, so this satsang is just to present a possibility. Yeah. You don't have any dog in the hunt. I just I just feel compelled to share it because uh, because it works, that's all. And there's no way the insanity that drove me could be so subdued. Yeah, it couldn't be sub subdued by police. It couldn't be subdued by fucking getting run over twice by the same car on the same night. It couldn't, nothing could fucking subdue it, and yet something happens. And what, what allowed that condition to extend has definitely been a way of life for recovery, but really more importantly, the illuminating light of non-quality. Yeah. When I, I saw that I'm not that, which has defeated me, the possibility of being free from it became irrelevant. And what was handcuffing me to the problem was I kept being identified as that which has defeated me, which gave it ample opportunity to continue to defeat me and to have a future based on this defeating me. Yeah. It's an incredible disguise because Many people do not know they're in the act of being identified as a self. They don't. Yeah. And this is the thing. So let's say you're way, way, way gone from there. Then the personalness needing help is very, very paramount. The closer you are to the, to the, the programming of it or the, broad principle of it, there's less and less of the personalness of thought or effort is needed. You just see at that point, you see the activity, you don't do anything about it. You just see it and in the awareness of it, something gives, I don't know, there's space for it to go a different way. And then you just have a lot of gratitude for the results and you have wonder and awe through the process because you're, you have sentience, you're sitting here, and you're realizing something is doing through me, through, through me and through others, what I couldn't do for myself, which was stay sober a day at a time or fucking live life successfully. And I mean, just basic success of not getting arrested. So yeah, it's been a huge upgrade. And then the ability to enjoy peace of mind, feeling this conscious presence, Your starting off point is contentment and satisfaction, not irritable restlessness and discontent. You're not beholden to time as once you were. You're not mistaking uh, a future arrival at where you already are. Yeah. You're not plotting any course to get somewhere you can never not be. Yeah. So you're not looking for what can't be found. 
there, uh, you never get gypped. You're here completely sleeping, awake. Yeah. I don't sit around looking out windows going, oh, if I only you know. Just like was looking out windows, checking out the bird life going off. Yeah. So much shit happening all the time. And if your attention's up for grabs, you won't believe fucking grabbing. The other thing that the attention to self is just slavery. It really is. When it's up for grabs, life can just pull your attention and you start seeing coincidences or choreography and you see artistic flair. It doesn't matter if it's there or not. That's the beauty of the expression. You see something, you can feel that unseen hand in your life and you can see it in others. I can go more into definition, but the basic thing of the mental, we don't, when we say mind, it's, we don't mean mental. Mental processes of the body, the brain, let's say. Yeah, so the mental process, its main drive is the claim, that's what it does. So life happens and then the mental state arises and claims what's happening to imply there's a someone either doing it or done to by it, yeah. So, they're seeing, and it comes up in a second with seeing. So they're seeing attentive awareness, yeah, your own nature being what it is. And then a second or two later, you're the seer. Yeah, that's pictured as a thing <laughs> who's seen a lot and is gonna see a lot. Yeah, same thing, hearing, hearer, feeling, feeler, taster, tasted, tasting, taster, thinking, thinker doing, doer, yeah? And it seems like there's no gap between them, but that's just the delusion of it all. There's a big gap, yeah? They're seeing, and then the mental state arises. It can seem like an eternity sometimes when there's just the seeing. And you can see like the cavalcade of the seeing, the seer coming, <laughs> and then it gets out and tries to claim it, but all the while they're seeing them, yeah? So you never lose the sense of being the seer, seeing even when you see the seer get produced. Yeah. Where before, when the seer was produced, I forgot I was seeing and I thought I was the seer. Now you see, you've, you've come out of us almost like a coma and now you see like the anesthesia before you get it. So what goes under ain't you, which is beautiful. Really beautiful, yeah, it is. So now seeing, ding, see a story. Yeah. Hearing, ding, hear a story. Feeling, ding, feel a story. And instead of living life from an interpretation, you start living life from living. Yeah. Like you finally, your, your seeking hand finally found the wrist and got the feeling of the pulse of living. Instead of being here, 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 I thought I felt it once. So I know, I hope I'll feel it. No, you're there. And then uh, the idea of being out of the moment seems completely ludicrous. So there's no need to get into the moment. You don't need to do tons of, you may want to, but you don't need to do exercises to arrive at where you already are. And there's a sense, no matter how many people change in these squares, the contextual square doesn't. It's empty. It's not based on if someone appears in it or not. 
It's just a space for whatever happens. So right now we call it a Zoom space, and this square now has 20 little characters. Yeah. And then some of them will leave. Does any of the contexts leave when they do? No, someone else shows up and fills in the little space, but the space is the same. The space isn't made up by what fills it or what leaves it. It's space. Well, we are of that. Yeah. When you close your eyes, don't you feel like something is like lights popping on your eyelids inside? It's, you're seeing really then when you're not seeing anything. You're still seeing. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing like infinity at the time. You just, it's not like everything shuts down. No. When you're not seeing anything, is there still seeing? Yeah. And sometimes the best time to see the seeing is when you're not seeing anything. Yeah. That's it. It's seeing. So the, the seeing, what's seeing comes and goes, but the seeing doesn't. Yeah. That's the beauty of this. Don't you get a feeling of it? You get a feeling after a while. And that a feeling promotes an assurance in all the helter skelter and shenanigans can happen on the surface. Yeah. Right now, I've had a long stretch of not much should happen. You know, my life, it's sort of, yeah. But it doesn't matter how much uh, turbulence is on the surface. None of it, none of it sinks, sinks to the bottom. By the time it sinks to the bottom, it's been completely changed. <laughs> Yet the bottom doesn't change the whole bit. Yeah. So at least you can see, uh, just look at the influence of the word my on what comes after thoughts. Yeah. Let's just say money. Money, everyone will give it a meaning. I'll change the whole word by not changing any letter of my money. Changes everything. Yes. Why not you start recognizing the footprints are all over? If you're, you know, you know, you want to smell out a trail, it's it's all there. The whole thing is right where you are. The difference between something and my something is huge. Now, did that meaning come from the something or the my? This is not, this is a subjective experience. The object experience is not adding on to it. It's the subject that's misseeing it like crazy. Yes? The pseudo subject. So it's a subjective experience. Oh, uh, what do you mean by that? Well, maybe you had a story of the worst thing that ever happened to you for years and you blame everything on it. You know, your failed marriages and shit. If only that would have happened. Then something occurs, and let's say you get introduced to recovery, you realize that it was the best thing that happened to you because it brought you to your first meeting. Yeah. Now, what was it? Was it the worst thing? And it, did it go through an incredible transformation to become the best thing? No, because everyone who saw it wouldn't say that's the worst thing. And everyone who saw it wouldn't say it's the best thing. It's completely subjective. So something is good. This is not an objective interpretation. It's a subjective rendering of what's happening. Your life is a subjective rendering and something that isn't the true subjectivity is playing the role of subject. And you're getting 
to see it as it wants you to see it. Wouldn't it be good to have at least a cart in front of the horse or a horse in front of the cart so you could just see? You know, it's so, see, everyone wants to see like unbelievably and the big elephant in the room is the carts in front of the horse. If you just, yeah, I just had a friend and I loved the guy. He came over and he had a book and uh, beautiful, she wanted to read me four paragraphs. So beautiful Buddhist stuff. It would have lost most people in the first sentence. They got into, I didn't even know some of the words. The first sentence, like, what does reify mean or something like that? So we went off and off and off and off. I said, that's incredible. Yeah, but why not just see who is it? <laughs> yeah, why not just, because that's the main, that's the, the center of the juice, yeah? Who is it? Are you a noun? Or are you verbing? It's pretty distinct, yeah? Am I a thing doing something? Or is there just a whole lot of doing something? Yeah? You can change everything without changing anything. That's the beauty of it. That's, that's, the, that's the, the role we play here is giving everything all the meaning it has. Put it to a test instead of reading an old format that's been downloaded, fucking... Scrub, you don't do anything, just scrub the you know the programming, delete, and let some new shit come in. Yeah. Yeah, so hey. Uh anyone have any questions today? Oh, there's Angie. I've been missing Angie. She's uh set off a epidemic of smiling in Ontario. Very nice. Yes, your patient's zero, Angie. Fantastic. Ontario needs some more smiling. <laughs> All right. Anyone out in the uh, in the uh, Zoom? Sean. Sean has his hand up. And can you hear it? Uh, not yet. He's muted. All right. Hey, Paul. Nice to see you today. Yes, thank you. Love the message, man. Um, my my question is, it's you how do i know if i'm i wrote it down i see where i can i'm trying to be a non-person as a person it's like i have knowledge of the law but not the spirit of the law however there are moments i have peak experiences regularly um but those of course dissipate they pass like everything else they come and go but how how do i know if i'm if i'm if if self is manifested and I'm trying to be a non-person as a person, that's kind of the question. Well, I've been, I've been already, struggling with it. Yeah, yeah, you know already, and uh, that what which wants to know is the thief <laughs> taking a role of the policeman. Yeah. You know already. Just rely on that, and then you'll see the tree by its fruits. Yeah. Put your money on that bet. Let's say it's roulette. Now, for me, I put my money on 39 black. I haven't taken it off for 20 something years. It doesn't matter who comes in or the weather out there. Put the same bet. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter, really. It matters to the policeman aspect of the head. 
It doesn't matter. You're seeing the whole shit, you know, everything. And the peak experiences can have a meaning, not about the peak experience. They may give you, uh, it's sort of like if you saw a picture of a pie, you may be able to imagine the pie, yeah? So there's a free sample, but it's, there's a, so you get a free sample at the experiential counter, but the real thing is not an experience, yes? But how you get a taste of it is through an experience of counter, because how can you imagine anything else other being anything other than experience? That's what we're all seemingly here for. And really a huge addiction is an experience. So this is about state that can't be known, but it can be intimated. Okay, you know, I just, you know how it is. I just want to stay in that peak experience all the time and think that that's what I'm supposed to That's simple. That's, see, you're not that that wants to stay in the peak experience. That wants, that wants to stay in the peak experience was not in the peak experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. I'm serious. It wasn't there. It came later. And usually its appearance co coincides with the diminishing of the peak experience. It's like the idea of a party, but when you get there, it sucks. That's what happens. Don't you yeah, see? I've seen, uh, yeah, I've seen it where as soon as as soon as soon self saw that there was a peak experience going on, it tried to claim it. And as soon as it tried, as soon as it claimed it, it disappeared. Exactly. That's what happens. But yeah. the epiphanies a lot. You'd be in some event. Something intervened, and you were brought back to a childlike state. Your physical—I had witnesses. You know, your physicality changed. You didn't look like the person, and then uh, everything's going off. Then I would hear—I hear something that is saying, "I'm having an incredible experience." Claiming <laughs> <laughs> of it, the epiphany was like a, the head of a dead wild—you know—fucking wild game from Africa put on the spiritual mantle. You called up 800 epiphany. I've got a big one today. I, <laughs> yeah. I was in fucking Bali under a waterfall. Like, hey, sounds good. Keep going. <laughs> I have two witnesses. Oh, that's yeah. very <laughs> yeah. spiritual resume. One of them was a kid. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> right on. Uh, you right. When this message echoes, the walls it hits are your own experiences and observations. You've seen it all. You've seen what doesn't work over and over and over again. There's just, there was no way for the, see, knowing it mentally didn't, you didn't hear the click in the door, the door, the lock didn't open. But when you sense it, it's always been open. It's mm. like the escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some guy just asked me to do something. And so I said, Yeah, this book may uh, illuminate people to see there's more gateless gates than they think. <laughs> so there'll be larger room to enter the gateless gate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little joke, but it was part of it. So, how many gateless gates are needed? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, bro, I understand. And see, the desire to have that which it never had is like the drive of the selfing. The selfing is the desire to become and unbecome. 
It believes you're something that you're not and may want to unbecome that. And it believes you're something yeah, that you want to be, that you may already be. So it has a desire to become and unbecome. And it's like a slinky. The desire to become gives momentum to the desire to unbecome. So it's its, its own engine, just the movement. Desire, unbecome, become, unbecome, become. Yeah. And I feel that's the original thing. Like they say in, in typical Buddhism, the Four Noble Truths, they say desire is the cause of all suffering. Well, which is the initial or the, you know, like the initial desire of the head is the desire to become and unbecome. Yeah. It wants to unbecome a feeling, it believes it's feeling, it wants to become something else, and it just goes on and on and on. And it's like the picture in Tibetan Buddhism of the hungry ghost, where this, there's this huge thing with a huge belly, but a very small mouth. It can never get fulfilled. We've all felt that. I felt that with the angst of addiction. Yeah, it's the emptiness with the hopes of this imaginary the idea of fullness was terrible. It was like a, it was an incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I ran out of it, I had about a pound or so of Coke. I ran out and I had like a quarter gram left. I was exactly like the hungry ghost. I was so fucking flipped out. Yeah. I'm left to this? Yes. It had all <laughs> moved down to this. And I was fucking rabid. <laughs> I it made every day, it made everything worse. Because now I had a sense of entitlement about just doing a quarter gram. I fucking deserve at least an eight ball. And all <laughs> shit. And there I was a bum and I had no money. People, I'm not giving you any fucking coke. <laughs> this is... This isn't in its own little theater. They all apply. Spiritual addiction is very, it's, doesn't have the same accessories, but it's driven by the same drive. Absolutely, yeah. So it like, uh, it's like the same jockey that rides a lot of different horses, yeah? And then you think the spiritual horse is gonna be different, and then you find out, sadly, it isn't. <laughs> and, it doesn't provide interventions usually. You know, no one's breaking into this meeting and say, okay, Chris, you've had enough. Come out, drop that DVD, <laughs> go off the Wi Fi. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is gonna go, we could be here for hours and shit, you know. Uh, at least in you know, addiction, someone usually intervenes, either the police and mice, and my kids. State, mostly it was the police, police, family members, whatever, yeah? But spirituality can just be like a drip, 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 drip. Without knowing it, you can be clear of tons of shit without being clear on this. You can have an HD camera that doesn't see it's not the camera. <laughs> you can, you can, you can be super clear and not be clear about this. That's why I feel it needs to be shared. It doesn't come about in a natural process. I was doing what you would think would open up this opportunity of non-duality. I was doing it diligently, meditating 13 hours a day in some fucking forest place in 
Chiang Mai area. Yeah, never came. This idea never came through. <laughs> I had to hear it out from someone outside. I swear to God. And how I saw it after I heard it, it was like I was in the in the oceans drowning, thinking I was doing a nice back, you know. And see, this lady giving the talk was throwing me a preserver, really, to get me out of this, which I thought, no, this is what, no, she saw it as what it was. And she gave me a way out. And then all that fucking shit stopped. And the only thing that has supported it, if anything, is entertaining it and then satsangs. I've been to a lot of Paul Hedeman talks. I have. Oh, Jesus. How did this the one? <laughs> That's a lot of satsang. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to see you, bro. Thanks, Paul. What the thing that wants the peak experience isn't you. It uses it, it presupposes that it was the one who experienced it, and now it's mourning the loss of it. Do you see it? It's all made up. Okay. Yep. You're right. Spot on. Yeah. For the second aspect, usually then there's clear sale unless it just duplicates again and then flips back to the thief and police. But after you see the two, the ones don't work usually anymore. So yeah, it's just a, it's a set. So there's policemen starts viewing you as the thief. And now you live under the policeman's view. Yeah, then when you see that, it may appear again, but after a while, you'll see it's a, it's a couple, they both appear. Yeah, so there's the what reacts to the scene and then what reacts to the reaction to the scene. It's mm. well, yeah, the mm. scene is happening and the dual, dualistic ex, uh, event is a reaction to it and a reaction to the reaction. Yes. The, police, the thief and the policeman, you see both of them. Yeah, and then it can yeah. only do, there's not a, a commandante, there's two basically. And yeah, and so this whole message is non-duality. So the message is, you're not that which is aware of the thief. What says it's aware of the thief, thief is, comes from the same, same uh, fabric of the policeman. Yeah? The policeman, thief, thief, policeman. So now you've seen both sides of the bug and then you see there is no bug. Yeah. Living on this wing and then trying to don't go back to this wing and then back to this wing. Yeah, yeah. It's tangible, it's tactile. You just had it. You said it and then it was a couple of seconds and then you said, it's real view. I want to stay in that peak experience. And there you go, you've seen it now. It took a little while, but the second face popped up. and the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is what happens when a lot of people I've met, they've done tons of stuff, tons of stuff to shake this shit up and stuff. But they're still, they get caught with the uh, uh, high level policeman thing where they're fucking not enjoying any kind of sense of real relief and peace, even though they've touched so many fucking high feet and shit like that. And it can only be because they haven't seen the non-duality of it, in a way. 
they thought, you know, all they needed to see they're not that, and this is what they really are. But it's not, it's not this or that. Yes. All right. Thanks. Thanks, John. Uh, David Brown is next. Hey, David. David Brown. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, Paul. Um, so it's not really a question, but, um, you know, I was listening to the audio version of uh, A Course in Miracles last night. And, um, you know, this idea came up that uh, our will is God's will. And coming from a recovery mindset where, you know, I'm praying, uh, you know, may God's will be done, not mine. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I understand it, but there's something there that's still like, it just isn't sitting right. And I was just wondering um, what's your take on that? And if you could riff well, on I I would hold it the way it works. Yes. It's the only thing that is fooling and, and needs not to be fooled is you. So uh, if you feel like there is a distinct sense that called self-will and you want another distinct sense called higher power or God's will. Yeah. Hmm. It, hold it that way. The, the, you know, the dividing thing will always end up. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just hard to sometimes always know in the moment uh, the distinction there's there. Who says there's a need to know it? Hmm. There's something behind the need to know it because there's a belief that if I knew it, I'd have an advantage or something like that. Well, just follow hmm. who's that, yeah? And you'll hmm. see that that which needs to know something is not you, yeah? know that that's the knowledge yeah it thinks it's going to open a door by knowing god's will or what's whatever no the the door is wide open because there's no one there to see it yeah so use these opportunities not to further the the uh acquiring of knowledge but to ask who is it who is it that believes everything would be much clearer if i knew what God will is and what's self-will, yeah? I, what you believe would occur by knowing that may be available by not, no, not being the knower of that, yes? By not mm -hmm. having that drive to know maybe the knowledge you're looking for through that drive to know. Yeah. You'll t once you get a flavor of it, you'll see it's seamless. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I have that that sense sometimes, and then other times it gets murky. You know, it doesn't feel like. Uh, yeah. But what yeah. observes what observes when it's clear, and what observes when it's murky? There's the hmm. seeing. The awareness is there. Sometimes the awareness is seeing murkiness. Sometimes it's seeing clearness. And there's a narration of the head of somehow being some kind of vague one there that's doing one of them and then wants to do the other one, yeah? But all of it's, all of it's presented from the awareness. The, the awareness of the murkiness isn't murky, is it? And the awareness mm -hmm. of the clarity is definitely clear, but it's not because of that. 
It's its nature. Its nature doesn't change when it's noticing all these changes. To me, that's the move in a way, the no move. Because all these, there'll be random combinations of these things, clear, murky, connected, disconnected, once had it, now lost it. Tons of these, it's like a, setting off a, a machine and tons of combinations keep going around. But the, what's the primary number? The primary, they're all working on the primary number one, where we're introducing that the primary number zero. Yeah. So when you have mm. the primary number zero and you see murky clear, you'll see it differently. Instead of trying to clear up the murky and amplify the clear, mm. you'll see that differently. Mm. Yeah. So that it'll be put to a different use. The murkiness and clear wants to tell you, hey, this is the dualistic, hey, you're on a boat. It rocks this way and that. <laughs> of course, you wish you could solidify it, but you're in an ocean. <laughs> Good luck. So now, well, how can I find a foundation? You are the foundation. Mm. Oh, but I thought a foundation would look like this. Well, you're mistaken. The foundation looks like this. <laughs> how could that be? Well, it is. That's the way it goes. So your old ideas come and then they fall off the tree. Yeah, not your old ideas, the old ideas. Yeah, and there you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, it just gets, I, I, I'm stuck in doership where I'm still making decisions in life. And I'm like, you know, what, there is that self that wants to know what the right decision is. There's that uh, wanting to do the right thing, uh, be in alignment, be in a, you know, flow with the damn thing. And like awareness is great, but it doesn't always tell me what to do. It doesn't make a decision for me. I'd still have to. Maybe it's not as important as you think what to do. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I think the awareness has allowed a lot of shit to be done. I mean, I mean there's a lot of shit going on. The awareness isn't in a blackout. It seems to be quite neutral concerning what's going on. So. Just, uh, yeah, just bring it back to the subject yeah, and then see that the subject and object. <laughs> yeah, that's what okay. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a sticking point, I guess. But yeah, thanks, thanks. You did, well, you did help clarify. Yes, there's a sticking point. That's great value because you're not it. Hmm. Yeah. I've had people come over and describe unbelievably clearly depression. Now, a large part of depression is being confused. So yet in their description of it was an incredible amount of clarity because the clarity, the clarity was not depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. You may not have thought it was yeah. accessible, but it was, it was, your whole take on the depression was brought to you by clarity, not by you. You were the one in the fucking depression. What, what was the clarity about all that? Where is that from? Hmm. Does it have a source or is it, or is it the source? These are, does it have a source or is it the source? Is it in a certain location that only opens up based on my condition 
or if I lose interest in my condition and my opinions, it becomes readily available. We, which one? The head looks at it one way. What you're going to realize is the other way. Yeah. You're going to realize your want, your interest to have things a certain way are really a huge influence in how you're reading them. Yeah. If you could come to peace or admit you can't and see just that you're not that, then maybe you'd be able to fit yourself around circumstances, like we say in recovery, instead of trying to fit everything around you. Yeah. And the joy of traveling lighter, you don't get points or gold stars. It's just the joy of traveling lighter. Yeah. It's a great relief not to be heavy down. Yeah. And obviously the solution, and these are just terms, not absolute terms and ways of imaging things. The solution is what informs you of the problem. The problem does not inform you of the solution. The solution informs you of the problem. So you see what you're not, not from what you're not, you see it from what you are. And you have seen everything for what you are. There's never, now what it was interpreted as or like may have been some other activity, but the scene, the, that which illuminated it to be known was us, light, yeah? This is, you get to that point. It doesn't, You know, there's a thing with the in psychiatry or psychology, whatever, they did the hundred monkey phenomenon where they did this experiment with monkeys on an island. And one monkey just came one day, realized it could use a tool to open up a coconut, something, yeah? And somehow or another, maybe it showed some other the monkeys, but then the whole monkeys on that island got it. And then they witnessed the islands the monkeys on another island that they could not connect or call, or, you know, WhatsApp, saw the guy like it was a phenomenon. Like enough seemingly individual heads got something and it migrated. Yeah, this is a lot like the hearing of satsang. It hits and then it's almost like a, a chia seed. Yeah, you put it in water. It, grows, you know, it's just the eye gets in there. Yeah, and then wow, and then you may, it just may, it may be so much bigger than when you first heard it, yeah. This is what, this is how it happens to be or did. When I would sit at satsang, I'd be listening and then something would just whack. And one of them was, I'm never gonna ask another question again, which I never did. Uh, one moved me out of a chair and I never went back to that satsang because I heard the guy is like a man, uh, a guy standing in the river selling water. I got it. Yeah, I just, so I'm obviously in the river trying to buy water. I think I'll stop. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, you missed a great teacher. That's okay, that's fine. Oh, you should, I didn't see you. Oh, that's good. Cool. <laughs> Having an experiment, yeah, because 
I believe somewhere in all of us, there's a convincing that's completely ready to be convinced. Yeah, it is. So like in a way I interpreted satsang was like an unspoken yes. That's what it felt like. I heard it and it was like an aha before anything I ever felt. And then it was like a knowledge before knowledge. Yeah, that kind of thing. And I didn't just immediately go like that. Just had faith in the process, let it do its thing. Went to a couple more satsangs, like some people, didn't like others. Read a book. I liked it so much. I went to see the guy in India just because he was old. So check him out. Thank you. And uh, listened, you know, and cooked it up. And then I saw a migration of interests. I didn't know. I thought that interest was going to be what was going to focus everything into clarity. It was actually the obscuring of everything because it had a tendency to go myopic. When actually the nature of our mind, the get mind is relaxed, open awareness, like the sky. What? Yeah. So no reliance on that, eh? And then blah, 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 interest migrated, and then it would inform me of different places that it migrated to. I'm sitting there. So I first started giving talks based on recovery, People would come to learn a fourth step inventory. I was giving satsa. <laughs> We're like, no need for pen or paper. <laughs> there is a solution. <laughs> so I got ostracized a lot from that. And then some person from website who put out a video, got in touch with me, and I started going to spiritual groups. And then I could see the spiritual addiction quite right out there. So and it just took me to this moment, really. Mm. Just have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And then, uh, what's the point? I feel there is a sense that you're moving through a current called time. It's either behind you, hitting you. Yes, that's the feeling of the action figure. Time is a huge ingredient here. Yeah. Experience, obviously, in basic one-on-one Buddhism aren't that satisfying because they come and go. Yeah, you can't mind an experience. You know, like you have to sit on a plane where a guy tells you a 50-year-old memory. It's still, it's still in the act of being identified. I said, you're like 70 years old. You're not little anymore. <laughs> you know, you're not in the, you know what I mean? Upgrade the programming maybe a little bit. <laughs> You milked as much as you could out of that. Let's move to greener pastures. Yes. I used to have this happen to me once. San Francisco decided they did not want me to be in San Francisco. And so they gave me a deal. We'll buy you a bus ticket to any place in America. But you've got to get on that bus. <laughs> like we're gonna have a social worker or a probation officer just gonna walk you to that fucking bus and you're going. So I said, all right. I had an old friend that lived in Miami. And I said, that's the farthest place I can go pretty much from here. I said, all right. So I well, I had nothing. You know, I had a pair, I had a black t-shirt, suit, you know, the black jeans. I was a new waiver, so to speak. Yes little hipster, uh, got on the bus. The first 
the first leg was to San Antonio, pretty much, yeah? And so I was sitting there, and there was a guy behind me, and these people got on, and the guy told his life story, like about three hours, four hours. Now, I didn't ever turn my back. I wanted to see in my head what I would think he looked like, yeah? So I went, and, you know, I had to hear it, because the consciousness is there. <laughs> so four hours, three hours, we get... We get somewhere, everyone gets off, new people come in, some new people. Some new people sit with the same guy, he goes off again. Same fucking story, three fucking hours. I just can't wait, you know, can't wait. So finally we get somewhere, the bus opens and I take a look at the dude, I, he got off and he didn't look like I thought he did, but I mean, it was the same thing. Just the mental, uh, it's addicted to identifying. It just is. If it's got an old story, that will do. We'll just keep identifying with that old story. Keep identifying with the house or the car or the money or whatever like that. Now, this is going to go on. That doesn't mean the identification is going on. There's an identifying going on a lot, but it doesn't mean there's an identification going on. This is the difference. Yeah? This is the, where the message is the way. You're not going to change that act of identifying because that's what the head does. You're going to see you're not the one. Yeah, that's where the freedom lies. The freedom does not lie, in my view, with things changing. Yeah. Because we're living based on a change already. The mental states claiming has changed everything. We're just telling the truth about that. Yeah. We're telling the truth because you can sense life before the conception of you. I don't mean you as a being of body, but the idea of Paul. There's a whole living before that. Yes. Yeah. Come to satsang, you'll get reinforced, hopefully. And after a while, it will be obvious and familiar. More will get revealed. And you'll end up traveling lighter and you'll be of service to wherever you are with absolutely no thought of effort involved in it, pretty much. And you'll probably leave pretty much like you came in with nothing. Hopefully has nothing, yeah. who knows? So, yeah, so anyone else? I don't know where that started me with that one, but I remember I, could not, I had to peel those pants off yeah, for three and a half days on the bus. And I disappointed my friend, I got drunk. As soon as I got off the bus, I fell down coming out of the bar and he was super pissed. Jimmy woke. He wanted me out of his house as, as fast as I got, I got there. He would think I made, probably made 30 vows on the way that things were going to be different. I had no power whatsoever. I was just being used for transportation, basically. Yeah. So, yep, anyone? Uh, no, but I wanted to add a, a fact check that the hundredth monkey system system is actually historical myth. What? It's actually historical myth, like one of the most uh, common mis mis uh, repeated things. It's oh, it not, it didn't actually happen, but it's interesting that it became such a popular notion in consciousness that it, it it's more significant that way. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not, it's even on Wikipedia now, so.
It's the hundredth and one monkey. Oh, 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 All right, thank you. I guess. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Your present was going to be coming. I think I could put it to better use. I don't think he wanted a monkey. The hundredth and first monkey. I'm bringing him to the meeting next week. Yeah, I'm going to hear it from the monkey's mouth. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? No hands. No. Anyone else? Uh, is anyone here like an unknown uh, child of mine from, <laughs> from the past? Let's break all down. Do I have to pay for college? No. I don't even know the kid. All right. Well, listen. Okay, let me uh, say goodbye. I'm going to skip Mike, though. Let's go, <laughs> Kathleen. Lovely to see you, Kathleen. Yeah, confused and happy. Yeah. John, nice to see you, John. Yeah. The next book is going to be The Hundredth and One Monkey. <laughs> the Incomplete Works of Zen Bitsa. I'm going to have, I'm gonna, you're going to sign it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Bill Churchman, always a pleasure. Uh, Kathleen, there she is. We got John C., John C., John Connolly. Nice to see you again, John. Gary Clark, as always. Yes. We got Robert French. Nice to see Robert. Robert is uh, hatless today. Yes. Uh, we got... Vlad, Vlad, my main man in uh, Portugal, I think. Yes, nice to see you, bro. Uh, Troy, Troy B, is that it or Tony? Let me see. Trey, Tor I think it's Troy, whatever. I can't see. Tony, He's, he can't either. All right, uh, Tariq, I know Tariq. I, can, I know where Tariq lives in, in Dover, New Jersey. And I knew, always a pleasure. See you. See you soon, I hope, honey. Angie, as always, yes. I bow down the Taj. John, John, I hear you're going to be coming sooner or later to America. John W. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bruce, as always. We got Sean. Yeah, hold on. Nice to see you, Sean. Stick with us, bro. Yeah. We got Lisa J. Nice to see you again, Lisa. We got Mia from San Diego. Yes, she is. We got Mia. Michael Sherman. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got Johannes. Fantastic. We got uh, Giorgio. Giorgio T. He's very comfy there. Lisa also. Nice to see you, Lisa. Thank you for the call today. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Yes, there's Mickey to Leah here. Uh, yeah. Hi, Leah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. We got Chris G. He's back at, his, at the gateless gate. Keep an eye out for him. Esther. Mike C, 
David B. Nice to see you, David. Roman, as always. Justin, there he is. That's just, uh, we got Zoe from Arkansas. Nice to see you, Joey. Don't be, I hope you're not going into the forest and hunt some things today, no? no. I already have a, no, I don't want to go there. Alan O, I don't want to get in trouble at the end. Al B from Vegas. Miranda, Oliver from Berlin, Susan K, Mandy, Senna. I think I got Justin. Yes, Justin, nice to see you again. Let's see if we have any more. That's what they all say. Great first time. <laughs> <laughs> now the pressure is on. All right. Hey, listen. Thank you so much uh, for everyone who supports the Zen Bitch Slap. Uh, very much appreciated. All the people do the service. Very much appreciated. Very much appreciate the, the community and this opportunity. Uh, yeah. So thanks. See you, everyone.